0: me to live is Christ and to die is gain. So I said this uh, this morning that to be able to say that to be able to live for Jesus we need to consider your need to make reading the bible a high priority. We need to consider your need for communion with God in prayer and we're going to talk about that tonight. You need to consider the necessity for obedience to Christ. And you need, need to consider how you talk about Jesus, how you talk to others about your Lord and Savior, and how He is working in your life, and how you talk about His Word, and how you talk about His church. Tonight, and for the next few Sunday evenings, and I say few, I'm not sure where we're going to land on this. It might be two Sundays, it might be four Sundays, it might be three Sunday evenings, we talk about prayer. Just a, a kind of a mini-series on prayer I want to deal with, especially as we begin a fresh new year. It's helpful to rethink some of the basics, and prayer is one of those basic necessities for the believer. I'd like to focus on this subject of prayer for a few weeks. So last Sunday evening, we actually dealt with our need for the Bible in our lives. We talked about why we need God's Word. And just as important is the need for faithful prayer in the life of every believer in Jesus. So let's take our Bibles, turn to James chapter 1. Are you there already? Tonight, uh, let's consider how we can be encouraged and strengthened in our prayer lives. And I think we're going to see in the text before us this evening that James connects, he joins wisdom and prayer. I noted that this morning also, that God will answer our prayer for wisdom. He loves to answer a prayer for wisdom. When His people humble themselves and search the Scriptures for the truth and put the Scriptures into their lives and then ask God for wisdom about how to live, God loves to answer that humble request. And we need His Word to be prepared to ask for wisdom. So the, the study last Sunday evening about why we need the Bible prepares us well for this topic of prayer. We need the Word if we want God's wisdom. But it's interesting. God's Word tells us to ask for wisdom. We should ask for wisdom in prayer. So let's look at this passage together. And let's begin here in James chapter 1, verse 1, and I'll read through verse 8. Follow along in your copy of God's Word. James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes in the dispersion, greetings, for the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind, for that person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double minded man, unstable in all his ways. So, James 1, verses 1 through 8. In verses 1 through 4, James addresses how believers in the Lord Jesus Christ are to respond to trials. Can you make it through a day without a trial? (laughs) Can you make it through a day without a challenge, without a difficulty? How are we supposed to respond to trials? As believers in Jesus Christ, how are we to respond to the challenges that we face daily? Well, in verse 2, Paul says something that seems counterintuitive to dealing with our trials when he says, well, look at verse 2 again. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. It's, it's possible that when you look at your trials, you find it hard to be joyful about them, don't you? <laughs> it would seem like a misprint, wouldn't it? How can you, as a follower of Jesus, find joy in the midst of your trials? It is, it is possible when you understand that according to verse three, God's intent in trials is for your good. We need to get that clear in our thinking. We need to understand that. We need to believe that. that God's word tells us that, and we need to trust Him with that. Trials of various kinds test and strengthen our faith. It strengthens us as a believer. We may not like that idea, right? When when trials come, what's our natural inclination? Please, Lord, take this away, or take me away from this. We don't want the trial. We don't want the pain, the difficulty. The full effect that faith that is strengthened by trials, that God intends to accomplish in you, is a strengthening of your faith. The full effect of your trials that God intends to bring in you is a strengthening of your trust in Him. God wants you to keep your eyes on Him in the midst of your trials. And if you do, you will have just what you need in the midst of your trials. Because God will be gracious to give it to you when you need it. And then when we get to verse 5, we hear James tell us what we are to be praying for in the midst of trials. And I would say we also ought to be praying this before trials come. And after trials have abated. After trials have calmed down a bit, we still need to pray this. So before, during, and after trials, here's what we should be praying for. What's the request that we should be asking for? If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God. I'm hesitant to ask. I don't want an answer. But... Would you be tempted to say, I've got all the wisdom I need? <laughs> Would you, do you think you're done you're done gaining wisdom? I, I I hope you will I hope you don't say that. It doesn't I don't think it matters how how chronologically advanced you are. How do you like that? I didn't call anybody old. It doesn't matter how how chronologically advanced you are in time, you still need more wisdom this side of heaven. We still need, I de- I'll tell you what, I desperately need wisdom. I, de- I can't get through a day without realizing how much more wisdom I need. <laughs> it gets harder? Well, that's great, right? <laughs> we need God's help, don't we? So why does James, inspired by God, tell you to pray for wisdom in the midst of your trials? Wouldn't it make sense to say, pray for God to save you from your trials? Pray for God to give you help in your trials pray for somebody to show up and help you with your trials That's not what he says all of those things you could pray for and i think i would be okay with you saying god please remove me from this trial if you say like jesus did but not my will but your will be done if you intend to keep me here then keep me here <laughs> help me in this and i need wisdom for this It might be okay to say say to God, please send somebody to help me with this. As long as you say, but not my will be done, your will be done. Right? I want you to see here four reasons for praying in particular for wisdom. We ought to be praying for wisdom. It's okay to pray for relief or help or rescue. It's okay. But don't forget to pray for wisdom because God's will may be to leave you in the trial And for that, you desperately need His wisdom. So I want you to see four reasons for praying, in particular, for wisdom. Here's number one. Pray for wisdom so you won't waste the trial. If God's intent is to leave you there and help you through it, He's not going to waste the trial, and you shouldn't waste the trial either. Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6 puts it this way. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He will make your path straight. Do you get the emphasis there? It is not on you and on what you can do and the wisdom that you can bring to your trials. It is on what God can do and will do and the wisdom that He can bring to help you in the midst of your challenges and trials. Trust in the Lord. How? That passage says, with all your heart. (laughs) And I think about this, with all the resources I can muster. And what are the best resources that I could possibly bring to my trials? Again, we're tempted to think of other people that might help us, or physical resources we might have, but don't forget this. The best resources that you can bring to your trials is God's Word, God's Spirit, and God's help. And God will help if you bring those first two things to your trials. Get into His Word. Trust in His work. Trust that He is there to help you by way of His Spirit and Word. And then ask for wisdom. That also requires that you would be willing to yield to His wisdom. But oh, how hard it is to ask for wisdom when we're suffering, right? When we're dealing with pain or difficulty, hardship. How hard it is to ask for for wisdom when everything in you is screaming, God, get me out of this. Take this away from me. Change this situation. But we need to learn to ask for wisdom because as James tells us here in verses 2 through 4, trials bring strength, trials bring maturity to your faith in Jesus. That's why James says to count it all joy when you face various trials, because God is using the trials in your life to strengthen and mature your faith. Now, I, th- I, would, gather, I would guess that we all would say, I want a strong and mature faith. <laughs> but we often aren't willing to endure the, the difficulty that brings mature and strong faith. But we need to realize that that is often how God brings it, through the difficulties, through the hardship. That leads to reason number two for praying for wisdom before and in the midst of and after trials. Pray for wisdom so that you will think biblically in the midst of trials. Pray for wisdom so that you will think God's thoughts, God's way, God's wisdom in the midst of your hardship. You need the wisdom of the Bible for this. You need God's wisdom in the middle of your trials for this, not your own, not the world's. You may have a neighbor who has good intentions. You may have a best friend who has the best of intentions, but if they are not bringing to you the truth from God's Word, that's not the help you need. It's one of the reasons you need to choose good good friends, God, God-fearing friends. Not that you can't have any friends who need Christ, that you want to witness to, but you need Bible loving friends who will tell you the truth you need to hear, whether you like what they're saying or not, because they're telling you what God's Word is saying. Think about how difficult it is for us to even grasp the idea that we're to bring joy to our trials, and you begin to understand why we need the wisdom only God can give when we ask for His Word and help in trials. We think it's counterintuitive to say, Why should I be joyful for trials? Why should I thank God for trials, in other words? Again, we, we may thank Him through tears, and it's okay to shed tears in your trials, but be willing to have a biblical, eternal perspective about the difficulties you're facing. God knows what He's doing. He is, he is infinite in wisdom. And we need to be careful about saying, why me? <laughs> when God knows why you. And He And he knows what he's doing. And only with the wisdom of God will we be able to bring joy to our trials because only with the wisdom of the Bible can we know that God is working through our trials for our good. We need those constant reminders that we have from God's Word. And it's because that's hard and not easy that we must pray for wisdom. It is hard, isn't it, when you're facing a hardship, a difficulty that's Painful. But it's why we need God's Word to help us. It's why we need to pray for wisdom as we put God's Word in our hearts. Pray for wisdom because you need to think biblically to make right choices in the middle of your trials. James is telling us that we need to ask for God's wisdom so that we will be well equipped to be obedient. We talked about obedience this morning, didn't we? We need the full equipping that only God can give. And and it begins with His Word and the work of His Spirit in our lives so that we will be well-equipped for obedience. And when you pray for wisdom, you have God's promise that He will act. This is incredible. This ought to give us hope and encouragement in the midst of challenges and difficulties that we face that as we yield to god's word putting his word into our hearts and minds and with a willingness to obey ask for god's wisdom in the midst to help god's promise is that he will act so let's note what god will do and this is a reason this is reason number three to pray for wisdom in the midst of trials Thirdly, pray for wisdom because God gives it generously to people who ask. That's what James says in verse 5. Look at verse 5 again. If any of you lacks wisdom, and we might insert here who doesn't (laughs) lack wisdom, we need more. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all. God is gracious to give you many things, Am I going out on a limb here to say God gives you many things you don't deserve? (laughs) I know God gives me many good things I don't deserve. Many things God blesses you with you, you don't even need to ask for. And we ought to be more grateful for those things. We ought to be more in tune with what we might call the little things that aren't really little when we think about them carefully. They're big things God is blessing us with. But here's one blessing that God tells you to ask for. And I think the idea here is that God wants you to want His wisdom. He wants you to want it so much that you are are fine with whatever comes, and you are going to take His wisdom and use it for His glory as you respond to the trials that you face. He wants you to want and to hunger for His way of doing things and not your way. His way, not the world's way. That's a blessing God tells you to ask for, His wisdom. God tells you to ask for wisdom. Ask for it before, during, and after your trials, and His answer is yes. (laughs) He, He wants you to have His wisdom. And when you come wholeheartedly with a humility, with a yieldedness of spirit to say, I I don't always know best, and I desperately need your help to know best. God loves to answer that request. It's the same truth that we hear in Matthew 7, verses 7 through 11. And I read part of this this morning. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, it will be opened or which one of you, if his son asks him for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a serpent? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask Him? I think we can often be so familiar with that passage, we don't slow down and think about it. This is incredible, isn't it? Now think about your Heavenly Father, the Creator of the universe, who says... He compares the his, the heavenly father's acts to an earthly father's acts and and, and generally speaking earthly fathers have good intentions. <laughs> right? And we can many of us can be thankful for the good earthly fathers we've had. Some of us may have not had good earthly fathers. But our heavenly father's intentions are always the best of intentions. How much more will your father who is in heaven give good things to those who Ask Him, ask Him, ask Him with a willingness to use what He gives you for His glory. Ask with a yieldedness of heart, with a desire to please Him with what He gives. God is a joyful and willing wisdom giver to those who ask. James 1.5 says that God gives generously to all without reproach. Think of that. God gives to all, that is all believers who ask. That's who James is speaking of here. And God gives generously without reproach. I think of it this way, without reprimand or without shaming you like this. Well, why are you asking for that? Sure, I'll give it to you. But why are you asking? You should have known this by now. God doesn't do that. God is so patient with us. He is not like an earthly father that way. Oh, I'm pretty sure I've done that to my children. Yeah, yeah, you can have that, but for Pete's sakes, what have you been doing all this time? You know, why haven't you been doing what I asked you to do? But sure, you can have that. God doesn't do that, He doesn't shame us. God. Ask God in prayer for wisdom with a genuine attitude of submission that seeks to have the wisdom that God gives, and He will give it generously. With a desire to please Him, ask, and He will give wisdom. You see, living with wisdom means living with God's Word. Now, you need to get this, and and I think you understand this, but let me just remind you that that when we're asking for God's wisdom, what we're asking for is for Him to help us apply His Word of truth to our lives, help us to understand it, help us to know how we should take the truth and, and put it to work in our lives. We're not, I'm not suggesting that we're asking for something God hasn't already shown us in His Word. I am not saying, pray for wisdom and God will give you illumination that He does not give anyone else in His Word. What we need to know, God has shown us in His Word. What we're talking about here is asking for help from God by way of the Holy Spirit to take the Word of Truth and be obedient to Him with it. To apply the truths of our lives with wisdom. And we know, I mean, think about what we're going through right now as a culture and even as a church in our society. And you, and some of you, you're, you're wearing masks tonight because we've been asked to, right? And... And we think about all the different opinions that we can have about this. And yet, we need to ask for, for wisdom from God to know how we should act in this world about this situation. So that we would please Him. So that we would be the sweet aroma of Jesus Christ in this world, in this culture. You read God's Word with a whole heart, with a willingness and an earnestness to obey And when you ask in prayer for wisdom, God will give you wisdom. He will help you grow in wisdom. And he won't scold you for asking. And he won't scold you for already for not already knowing. It's the kind of instruction that we hear from Proverbs 2, verses 3 through 6. Yes, if you call out for insight and raise your voice for understanding, if you seek it like silver, and search for it as for hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom from His mouth come knowledge and understanding. That's what we need. That's the wisdom that James is telling you God gives generously. And that's incredible, isn't it? God's people who earnestly seek it will have knowledge and understanding to apply biblical truth in every situation they face. Because God's not going to put you in a situation that you can't handle with His truth. We might face situations that we say, I can't handle this. I cannot deal with this. And we're very right when we say that. As long as we quickly go, but... God has me here, and He has His wisdom to help me, and with His help, I can handle this. And with His wisdom, I can deal with this in a way that pleases Him, in a way that glorifies Him. Note that He doesn't promise freedom from pain or suffering with the difficulties that come, but He does promise to help you through the challenges, through the pain. So you must take in and accept the truth of God's Word. It is the knowledge that He is giving you. It's the wisdom. It's the source of wisdom that He has given you. And God the Spirit who is dwelling in you, if you're a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, helps you apply that truth to your own needs and challenges. Now there's one more spiritual discipline that's called for in the life of a believer who asks God for wisdom, and James points to it here in verses 6-8. through Pray for wisdom with faith. Pray for wisdom. Ask for wisdom, but ask with faith so that you will be trusting God with your trials. And oh, how important this is. We need to trust God with our trials, with those challenges, with the difficulties. You must believe God's Word and you must ask in faith. If you want God to answer your prayer and give you wisdom in the midst of your difficulties and every day of living life... And you must believe God's Word. Look again at verses 6 through 8. But let him ask in faith with no doubting, for the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind, for that person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways." Go back to verse 6. But let him ask in faith with no doubting. Take that to heart. If you want the assurance that God will give you wisdom when you ask for it, then you must put God's Word into your heart and mind and then believe God's Word. Asking in faith. It's, we go back to that little saying, and Eric mentioned it in the men's Sunday school class this morning, God said it, I believe it, that settles it. I take a little bit of issue with the order of things because I want to say, God said it, that settles it. Now go believe it. <laughs> it's important that you believe it. We shouldn't remove the belief, but it, it doesn't change the truth if we don't believe it. It's still God's truth. It's still the truth that God wants us to believe. But oh, how we need to believe it. We need to come to God in faith. God settles it. I believe it. I need to have that faith. Yes, that settles it, right? Hebrews eleven six says it like this, And without faith it is impossible to please Him, for whoever would draw near to God must believe that He exists and that He rewards those who seek Him. I want, I want the reward that the creator of the universe hands out. How about you? It comes by faith, by trusting God, that He is all-knowing, that He is all-wise, that He is always only doing good. And so, James says, if you expect God to answer your prayer and give you wisdom to deal with the daily needs that you have, the daily trials that you face, you must have faith in God faith in His promises, faith in His Word, you can't be asking with the idea that you'll do what God wants as long as it will make life easier for you. God knows your heart when you ask. If it's simply to get what you want so that life will be easier for you, God knows that His wisdom is not what you need right now. <laughs> he, he knows that you need a change of attitude, a change of desire. God wants for us what is best for us. And you can't be asking with the idea that you're going to do what He says as long as He makes you happy. God hasn't necessarily promised happiness. In fact, we can talk about this a little bit when we think about the joy of the Lord, and the joy doesn't always show itself in happiness. We can... We can be solemn about what's going on, and yet still know the joy of the Lord is our strength. I don't necessarily think that believers are always up, like up and um, chipper and happy. And I'm always suspicious of people that are always up and chipper and happy, <laughs> right? Because sometimes there's pain that makes us grieve, and and life is hard and difficult. And even Jesus wept, and so it's okay if you weep. But it's possible to weep with joy as you're trusting Jesus for the help that He promises and for the wisdom from His Word that He promises to give when you yield to it. It's possible to know His joy even through tears. Your desire must be to please God with the wisdom that He gives. The proper desire is so critical. The proper the proper attitude is so critical. To the believer in the midst of trials, in the midst of everyday living, ask God for wisdom. Ask God with a willingness to obey, and God is overjoyed to give wisdom from His Word, help you understand the truth of His Word, to apply to the particular situations that you're dealing with. Ask God for wisdom with faith. Ask knowing that God is only seeking your good, and ask with a willingness to do whatever God's wisdom shows you, you must do. The last time you were facing a difficulty, and maybe and maybe we're only hours removed from it, or less than hours removed from your last difficulty. Maybe you wouldn't say, last difficulty? What about the one that I'm in right now? Right? The one I'm struggling with that I can't stop thinking about right now. But the last time you were facing a hardship, a difficulty in your life, a trial, what did you ask God for? What was the first thing you asked God for? I think it's a good question to ask ourselves as we stop and think, where are my desires? What do I truly desire? Do I just want God to show up and rescue me? Or do I truly want what's best for me? Do I want what God wants? Am I willing to accept what God wants? Did you ask for relief did you ask for deliverance? Or did you ask with faith? Did you ask for wisdom so that you would grow through the trial and not waste it? We are, we are human, aren't we? And we still deal with this weakness of wanting comfort and ease. I mean, we have the temperature in here regulated for our comfort. Nobody wants to come in here and sit in a 50-degree room. We want a 68-degree room, right? Something like that. So we're always tempted to go toward comfort. But what God wants for us is to have a mind that thinks about eternity and thinks about not what's best for here and now, but what's best for us for all eternity and what brings Him the most glory for all eternity. And what influences the most people toward Christ for all eternity with our lives, with the way that we deal with the hardships that we face. So pray for wisdom before trials come. Pray for wisdom in the midst, in the middle of a hardship or difficulty. Pray for wisdom after things have calmed down. Pray for wisdom. Pray for wisdom. Pray with faith, believing that God has your best interest at heart, and His glory at heart. And you will find that God is a generous giver of wisdom. Oh, that we would be a people of God in this community who is whose only desires of knowing what God would have us do in every situation so that we honor Him with the way that we respond to it, so that we would take in His Word, centering ourselves on the Word of God, so that we have the resources we need we have the word of god being poured into our lives if we're believers in the lord jesus christ we have the indwelling powerful presence of the holy spirit to help us and god says bring bring to me your willingness to take what i'm going to do and give you take take What I'm going to give you with with an attitude of submission and humility so that you will most glorify me with the way that you deal with the hardships that you're facing. God will not always rescue us. Sometimes he will. But often he'll leave us in the trial to help us mature and grow and become more like Christ so that we will be stronger for the trials that come. I don't know about you whether you've experienced this or not, but I have experienced this. And I'm guessing that many of you, maybe most of you have experienced this, but there's there's difficulties you face in life that, that you think when you see them, I don't know how I'm going to get through that. And I don't think I can get through that. And yet in the midst of it, you begin trusting the Lord more and more, and He shows Himself to be true to His Word. And He helps you. And on the other side, you realize you're stronger. And God blessed you in the midst of that. And you would You might honestly say, God, I don't ever want to deal with that again, but if I have to deal with that again, I know I can do it with your help because you showed yourself true. And then it helps give you perspective for other trials that come your way. Well, that's not quite so big a trial because I had that other doozy that God helped me with, so this is not such a big deal. (laughs) And we deal with all kinds of things like that, don't we? That we need to face with that attitude of joy that says, this is not as big a deal as I probably would have thought it was a few years ago because I've gone through some deep water since then and God has shown up and proven himself to be true that he loves me and he cares about me and he provides for me when I ask for his wisdom and when I put his word in my heart and I trust him with his promises it gives us perspective doesn't it it helps us for future trials let's trust the Lord with them all for our good and for his glory